Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the parable of the Good Samaritan from Luke 10. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, I believe in the life everlasting. That is our topic here at GLC this evening. So let's now tackle the gospel reading where we see Jesus and Mr. Lawyer discussing the life everlasting. But there is a huge misunderstanding. Oh yeah, biggie. A biggie misunderstanding here in our gospel reading. See, Mr. Lawyer thinks that eternal life is really... The future life that you work for here in this present life, that is what's really behind his question to Jesus here in our gospel reading, Luke 10, 25. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do? I do. I do. To inherit eternal life. Now, Mr. Lawyer uh, doesn't see eternal life as something that he has today, here and now. It's, uh, it's out there. It's, uh, you know, in the future. It's what he is working towards in the present. So what's his roadmap? What's his roadmap to get himself to eternal life, to get to paradise, to, paradise, to sit at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Well, it's literally in his name, isn't it? Mr. Lawyer? <laughs> Lawyer? 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 Law! Okay, you're, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Great. Splendid. Law! Mr. Lawyer thinks that he can use the law to win brownie points with God. Yeah, he thinks the law, you know, each of those commandments, a rung on a ladder that he can do and climb all the way up, 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 up to eternal life. Jesus knows what's going on in Mr. Lawyer's head and heart. He knows he has a screwed up understanding of the law, and Jesus loves, loves this man. He cares about this man. He wants this man to understand the law correctly. And so, Jesus brings the topic up. Luke 10, 26. He said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? Now, can you picture Mr. Lawyer with this question? He must be so giddy. I mean, this is his wheelhouse, isn't it? He knows the law like the back of his hand. He lives and he breathes and he eats and he sleeps. The law. No hemming and hawing. He answers, he speaks, before Jesus can finish talking. Luke 10, 27. And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. The law summed up with a single word. L-O-V-E. Love. Love. Love God. Love neighbor. This is what...
what got him an A+, I'm sure, at Jerusalem University. And this answer doesn't put him to shame here, because Jesus agrees. Of course Jesus, Jesus agrees. He's been going around teaching that the law is summed up this way. Love God, love neighbor. So we shouldn't be too surprised with our Lord's response, Luke 10, 28. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. Jesus just wiped that smile off Mr. Lawyer's face. How? How, 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 how? Do this, and you will live. What is Jesus implying? In front of all of Mr. Lawyer's buddies, all of his friends, that Mr. Lawyer isn't actually crossing the T's and dotting the I's when it comes to the law of God. He isn't doing the law perfectly. Out. Ooh. Burn. Jesus really got this guy. Well, he is a lawyer after all. He's thinking, he's thinking. Mr. Lawyer is a legalistic loophole lover. And so he, he thinks he has the perfect loophole to get himself off the hook here. Luke 10, 29. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In other words... Jesus, can we have like a heart-to-heart -heart talk here and, and really just define neighbor? I really want to know if I'm doing the law of God, but you know, this, this, this term neighbor is quite nebulous. How, how do we define that term? Jesus, neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor means the folks I worship with at synagogue on Saturdays, right? Jesus, I'm Neighbor means my, my really wonderful, kind neighbors who, who, live, who live on my street, right? Jesus, neighbor, well, that means, you know, my buddies I golf with on Tuesday evenings, right? Jesus, neighbor can't mean, you know, the people you hang out with. I mean people you're rubbing shoulders with. Good for you, not for me. You know, the, the loose ladies, the two-faced tax collectors, the sad, sorry Samaritans, the salty sailors. I mean, they can be your neighbors, I get that, but, but you know, they're not my neighbors, right? My neighbors are the people who look like me, talk like me, vote like me, dress like me, eat like me worship like me, believe like me, have the same pedigree as I do, the same family tree, you know, sons and daughters of Papa Abraham. Those are my neighbors, right? Do you see what's going on here with Mr. Lawyer? He is squirming because this conversation with Jesus is actually terrifying to him. It's revealing that he ain't as loving as he thinks he is.
See, the law can't earn anyone eternal life. Because nobody can actually love as he, she ought to in this life. And we get this, don't, don't we, GLC? We confess this, this really tough truth about ourselves. Think about what we did here at GLC last Sunday. Actually, every divine service. What did we do last Sunday right at the beginning of the service? We took the mask off and we told the truth about ourselves, didn't we? We said, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. Now, Jesus ain't joking around when he says, do this and you will live. What he's saying is this, do this and you will live. The this here is live the life of love perfectly. The life of love. Love for God perfectly. Love for the neighbor perfectly. Per perfectly. And neighbor here means everybody. The guy who cut you off on US 10, your neighbor. The boss that gets underneath your skin, your neighbor. The in-laws that really just, uh, you know, you don't like to be around. My in-laws aren't here right now, so there we go. Your neighbor. That, that member at GLC that, you know, just mm, really annoys you. Your neighbor. No failing. No flailing. No flopping. Just that flawless life of love for God and for the neighbor will do. No exceptions. No loopholes. No, you know, striking a deal with m -m 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 Moses. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Just go do this and you have eternal life. Um, well, we have it, and we can't. The law of God is but a mere bright to bring the inbred sin to light. The law of God SOSs us, right? Shows our sin. The law of God is that mirror that reveals how far we have fallen from this life of love, loving God and loving the neighbor. You shall have no other gods before me. Oh, how we have loved the things of God more than God himself. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Oh, how our prayer life has so often become stalled and stale, stagnant. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Oh, how often we have seen church as a bore rather than a blessing, coming up with all sorts of excuses to, 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 to miss the services. Honor thy father and thy mother. Oh, wow, how we have griped and groaned about the people God has put in authority as his representatives here on earth, griping and groaning about parents, 
presidents, politicians, pastors. You shall not murder. Oh, how we have turned a blind eye, a deaf ear to those cries for help in our midst because we didn't want to get our hands dirty. We didn't want to be inconvenienced. You shall not commit adultery. Oh, how often we have used these eyes and looked at someone with, with, with lustful intent, a person who is not our spouse. You shall not steal. Oh, how we have wasted time at work, at school, which actually is a form of theft, by the way. You shall not bear false testimony against your neighbor. Oh, how we have added to the gossip around us. Because it got people's attention. People wanted to hear what we had to say. The spotlight on us. We actually had people's ears, and who cares about you know, the name we're dragging through the mud? The reputation we're tearing down, destroying, putting in the ground, burying. You shall not cover. Oh, how we have thought, and how we have said more times than we care to admit, if only I had fill in the blank, my life would be Do this, and you will live. Uh, the Nike motto can't really help us here. <laughs> Just do it. Uh, no, we can't. We haven't. No, 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 no. But there is hope, 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 dear GLC. So please don't check out now, okay? Now it's gospel good news time. So don't you dare catch some Zs. Here comes that, that, that deep, endless well of gospelly good news for you and for me, which we desperately need. See, there is no waiting and working for eternal life. There is no waiting and working for eternal life. Eternal life isn't, you know, this future life that, that we earn with strife, but rather a gift of God that we get to enjoy in this present life. See, Mr. Lawyer, when he thinks of eternal life, it's, it's something out there. It's something he's working towards. It's something that he will get once he dies. If, and here's a huge, ginormous if, if he has done enough. If the scales, you know, tip in his favor. Well, he can't be what? Certain. He'll never know if it's actually enough. And here, standing before him, is eternal life, living, breathing, walking, talking, eternal life. Here is the one who gives eternal life gratis, free, grace, all gift. And that's why Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan. He tells that parable so that, you know, Mr. Lawyer and you and me, everybody, can see that, that life everlasting is a present Tense reality. Yeah. Jesus is the good Samaritan. Whose heart is moved by pity. And so takes on flesh and blood in the womb of Mama Mary. To live that life of love perfectly. So that, so that 
he can give eternal life here and now to everybody. Everybody. Who here loves the parable of the Good Samaritan? I mean, it's like, it's like one of the most beloved parables in whole, all of Holy Scripture, isn't it? And it's a parable that begins with a muggy. <laughs> so it could very well have taken place in Detroit, Michigan, right? <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke, but there we go. Here we go. Luke 10, verse 30. Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, a guy coming down from Jerusalem, probably what? A Gentile? Up. Say it, a Jew. Probably a Jew who is stripped, struck, pickpocketed, and left for dead. That's what makes the next scene shock and awe. Verses 31 and 32. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. Now these guys, Mr. Levite and Mr. Priest, they know, they know that the law is all about the life of L-O-V-E, love, 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 love. And yet they ignore and deplore a man who is in need of love. And not just any man. This man plays for their team. He's one of them. He's in their pedigree, in their family tree. He is a son of Abraham, just like they are. And yet they turn their backs on him. And then we come to one of the biggest buts. B-U-T buts. In all of Holy Scripture. Huge one here. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. A sworn enemy of the Jews, a hero, a hero, a Samaritan. A Samaritan is the last person that, that Mr. Lawyer would have expected to live this life of love. And there he is, doing it, living that life of love, pouring out wine and oil on this man's wounds, picking him up and putting him on his own donkey, piloting him to the inn, and paying whatever he must so that this man can be healthy and whole, rested and restored. Then comes the question, the question that, that almost makes Mr. Lawyer choke. Luke 10, verses 36 and 37. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, and notice he can't even say Samaritan, right? Just the one. 
the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Jesus just got Mr. Lawyer to confess the very heart, the very core, the very content of the law of God. And that is mercy, mercy and love, the life of mercy and love. And Jesus is the one who fleshes out this, this, this life of mercy and love. For he is the good Samaritan. Oh, better said, the perfect Samaritan. Oh, he is the perfect Samaritan. See, this parable is about Jesus. He is front and center. The spotlight is on Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And what he perfectly does for you and for me. And, and for Mr. We're in this parable, too. Which character are we in this parable? You want to take a guess? Anyone want to take a guess? Huh? Take a stab at it? Get some free chocolate. <laughs> I always had a lot of chocolate, so. You know me and chocolate. That's why I run. I run every day, right? There it is. We're the guy bleeding out in the ditch. All the sons and daughters of Adam, you, me, Mr. Mr. Lawyer, we're the guy bleeding out in the ditch, dying, stripped, stripped. Satan's stripping us of God's glory that covered us, shattering the, the image of God in us, leaving us sighing and crying and dying in the very dirt from which we came. And the law represented by Mr. Levite and Mr. Priest, well, they can't help. They, they stroll on by. They can't offer any assistance. Oh, sure, the law of God can, can show us that we're broken, busted, bleeding out, dying. But the law of God can't actually help us and save us. Thanks be to God that Jesus sees our sorry situation, our pitiful plight. Thanks be to God that Jesus doesn't stroll on by. No, he does, he does no such thing. He enters fully into our humanity, bone of our bone, flesh of our flesh. Jesus, in our flippy floppies, in our skin, he lives that perfect life of love. Love of God and love of the neighbor. He shows us what it means to be truly human. You want to know what, it, what, it, what, what, what to be human looks like? Look at Jesus. There, there's what it means to be human. Jesus trusts the Father. Jesus calls upon the name of the Father. He prays and praises, gives thanks. He keeps the word, the word, the word perfectly, crossing the T's, dotting the I's. He, he honors, he obeys his sinful mommy and his sinful guardian, Joseph. Jesus hates no one. He, he turns the other cheek. He blesses those who curse him. He prays for his enemies. He looks at every single human being as a G-I-F-T gift as someone not to use and abuse and discard once 
He's gratified, but as an object of his love, his unconditional, no-strings-attached love. He steals from no one. He shares and cares. That's what he's about. Sharing. Caring. He builds up. He never tears down. Explains everything in the kindest way. And he is content 24-7. Now where does... This perfect life of love, love of God, love of the neighbor, take him. Where does it lead? Him. Calvary. To the cross. Forgiving all of our sins. All the times we, we failed and flailed and flopped. All the times we, we broke those holy ten commands. Every single time, we, we did not love God like we should and love the neighbor like we ought to. His spilled blood spells done. His blood blots out all of our sin. You are forgiven, so am I. His perfect life of love of God, love of the neighbor, leads him to the grave, dying the death we deserve to die. His, his perfect life of love leads him to that glorious Easter morning, shattering the power of sin and death over all who trust in him, all who believe in him, all who call upon his name in the day of trouble. And you believe. So do I. Life, eternal life, has begun for us already. Welcome, welcome to the end of his church where good Samaritan Jesus pours out, shares with you and me his unending life. Good Samaritan Jesus pours out onto our heads that, that healing oil of holy baptism, soothing our wounded consciences. Good Samaritan Jesus pours out into our mouths that, 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 that forgiving wine of his holy blood that satisfies, that quenches, that heals our sin-parched lips and our broken, busted, bleeding hearts. Since good Samaritan Jesus pours out his unending life onto us and into us ever anew. We get to go and pour out his unending life, his unending life of love, as we go and do. Dear friends, why wait for heaven to taste eternal life? Life everlasting is a gift of God for the taking and the living Right here and right now. And that life is the life of love and mercy. And, and right now, Jesus, he's inviting all of us to celebrate this life of love and mercy with him. Not that strange. This is the life we're going to be living for how long? Forever. Eternally. So why not pregame now? Why not get a head start now? Why not begin living eternal life now? Go and do likewise. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.